Trust in God and God will make your path straight. And in all things and everything, lean on God for your understanding. Please be seated. Today is about saltiness and about being a light. It's about showing your true colours and living out who you are, but having an edge to the gospel in your life. In the Collect today, we read a prayer that asks us not to hide the bright hope you have been given, but to tell everyone around you of your love for Jesus and of your love for the Father. It speaks about the idea of being the appointed witnesses, the people that go out into the world as salt and light, sharing what Christ has taught them. But before we get on to these ideas, I have a little reflection that we're going to see and with this amazing AV equipment, I can do this. So, Trevor, could you go on to the next slide, please? Let me finish with this uh, story. Uh, we go to China from time to time, and, and uh, uh, we train leaders. And this time, we brought up 22 leaders from the Hunan province, and they rode 13 hours on a train to get to a hotel that they came up two by two in these elevators as, so as to not draw any attention. And then they got to a hotel room, a little apartment uh, room. It's only about 700 square feet in the little living room, no air conditioning, hardwood floor, 22 sat there. I came in and when you teach in China, you start at eight in the morning and you don't get done till five at night. You teach the whole day. They were sitting there, all 22 of them, and I looked around and I said, now, if we get caught, what will happen to me? They said, oh, you'll get deported in 24 hours and we'll go to prison for three years. I said, you're kidding. How many of you have been in prison for your faith? Out of 22, 18 raised their hands. I thought, no way. And I looked at him and I said, you, you 22 people, how many people do you oversee? Because they were all of these small group leaders, underground church leaders in the Hunan province. I said, how many, if you counted up all the people under your jurisdiction, how many would it be? And they counted them up and they said, little over 20 million. I said, what? See, we forget there's 1.3 billion people in China. This is crazy. Well, I had 15 Bibles and I passed them out. Obviously, seven didn't get them. And I said, let's turn to 2 Peter chapter 1 and we're going to read it. And just then, one lady handed hers to somebody next to her. And I thought, hmm, interesting. Well, we turned there anyway. And as we started reading it, I understood why she gave it away. She had memorized the whole thing. She just recited the whole chapter. When it was done, I went over to her at a break and I said, you, you, you recited the whole chapter. She says, oh, yes, I've memorized many chapters. I said, where did you memorize so many chapters? She said, in prison. She said, you have much time in prison. <laughs> so I said, but don't they confiscate the Bible? And she said, yes. So people bring in scriptures written on pieces of paper, and they bring it in. So I said, but then if they find that piece of paper on you, won't they confiscate that? She said, oh, yes, that's why you memorize it as fast as you can. Because <laughs> even though they can take the paper away, they can't take what's hidden in your heart. I thought, wow. Well, after three days, you fall in love with these people. And when it was done, I, I said, how can I pray for you? I'm going to go back to America. You guys have been just so wonderful. How can I pray for you? They said, you know, 
Wayne, you guys can gather like this whenever you want to in America. We can't. Could you pray that one day we'll be just like you? And I looked at him and I said, I will not do that. Big, incredulous eyes looked at me and they said, why? <laughs> I said, because you guys rode a train for 13 hours to get here. In my country, if you've got to drive more than an hour, people don't come. You sat on a wooden floor for three days. In my country, if people have to sit more than 40 minutes, they leave. You sat not only here for three days on a hard wooden floor, but you did it without air conditioning. In my country, if it's not padded pews and air conditioning, people don't often come back. In my country, we have an average of two Bibles per family. We don't read any of them. You hardly have any Bibles, and you memorize them from pieces of paper. I will not pray that we become like, uh, you become like us, but I will pray that we become just like you. Jesus presents images, two images of discipleship in the reading that flow from the Beatitudes, salt and light. Jesus suggests that people who are prepared to live in this way take a godly perspective and share their vulnerability and help lift the burdens of those around them and bring heaven here into the earth. In living a life of salt and light, we are being Christ-like in our outreach to other people, as Jesus was the salt and light when he was here on earth. This character is something that Christians in the world need to support and maintain. We need to feed it, we need to energise it, we need to have an edge to our Christian faith and our discipleship. In being the salt in the world, this clip reminds me of the salt that Jesus asks us to be as well as the warning about diluting our saltiness. As disciples who are salt and earth, we are called to support and maintain the work of the gospel in the world and in our worlds around us. Wayne asked the questions, he says, how many people do you oversee? How many people, and they worked out the 20 million. How many people do you come into contact with? How many people do you oversee? How many people that you come into contact with hear the gospel moving in your life? A portion of the salt, a portion of salt is imparted into food to give it a particular flavour or to preserve the food. We've all had, I know growing up my mum and dad, mum would make the cabbage and dad would make these salamis and cover them with salt to, to preserve them and keep them, you know, available to us over, over the time. So we use it to preserve things. Like portions of salt, we are called to show how the portions of the gospel are recognised in our vulnerability and our desire to, to heal the sick, to feed the hungry, to help the homeless and the poor, and to preserve the space for people to have a relationship with Jesus. As well as the tangible aspects of a life, the portions of the gospel we have, when manifested in our communities, make them spiritually safer for all those around us. We pray and hold the space for those that are not here, 
because we want them to be here. In the clip today, the portions of the gospel have been received by the Chinese community through their, and they show it through their faith, devotion, adherence to fellowship, adherence to learning to the gospel, learning the gospel, but also adherence to any consequence that can come forth as a result of their discipleship. This is what the gospel is calling us to do as well. Yet in speaking about the portions of the gospel being salt in our life, there is a warning. Jesus warns us that if we mix elements into the salt, it is useless and it's thrown away. And we need to be careful that as we take the gospel message into the world, that we don't dilute it, dilute it, or make it impure. Because like the impure and, and like the impure and tasteless salt, our gospel message does not have Jesus in it, and so does not have an edginess in the life of others. In the clip today, Wayne speaks about the privilege of those that are in the free world. When we are struggling and facing moments of conflict, crisis and despair, we all naturally turn to Jesus. We all ask God for help in those moments when we are struggling and need to move forward. But we also need not to dilute the message, but we need to add to the message so that when we have the blessings come into our life, when we have the things that are amazing in our life, we turn to God and say thank you because the prosperity we have is a prosperity for us to keep sharing Jesus in the world. Pardon me, Jesus in the world for those that might not know him. Je Jesus makes us prosperous so that Jesus can be prosperous around in the world. Just look at the examples of the Beatitudes. When things are going well, we might not recognize the portion that. We are poor in spirit. So if we don't recognise that and dilute that aspect, then we are further away from the kingdom. When things are going well, sometimes I might not acknowledge my sins and the pain it will cause others and myself. So I am further away from God's comforts for myself and others. When things are going well and my life is full of prosperity how hungry is my how hungry am i for, and thirsty for righteousness is that level as high as it should be our service last week was dedicated to australia day and uh, our nation of australia and i thought about that in light of some of the some of the thoughts today as we enjoy our privileged life how hungry are we to hear that our First Nation people suffer generational trauma from being displaced from their land, which was never ceded? As our bellies are full and our, and our plates are full with food and, and provisions, is the statistic that two women in Australia die each week from violence, and it's now moving into three a week, is that registering with you? It's been a theme in the news just lately. Is that registering with you or are we desensitised to that? When we're sitting on our couch comfortably, are we interested to know that male-on-male -male violence is the greatest source for the death of men outside of diseases? 
and that nearly 4 million men have experienced violence from a male stranger. How are these things registering in your space of prosperity? If we are desensitised to some of these statistics, how can we be filled with the Holy Spirit to do more and to act in a vulnerable way so as to make the spaces and places where we meet people safer each and every day? Wayne does make the point about his community of worshippers and how they would uh, not come to worship if they were and uh, if they were longer in the pews for 40 minutes. Well, I can't say I've got that experience because our services tend to run for an hour and you guys are so generous that when I have a message that's speaking to my heart, you always listen to it. So I'm very grateful for that. And I give thanks and praise each and every week about that. I give thanks and praise about us coming together slowly and surely as a community. When I came here, there was a us and them and mentality. Now it's, wow, we're one parish and people are worshipping in both spaces and places. Jesus says, how can the saltiness of salt be restored? By his grace and love, which is coming into our parish, which is coming into your hearts and the people at St. Matthew's. Slowly but surely, each and every week, a little portion of salt comes in and we're slowly getting to mix together as people who are under one Lord. As well as being salty, we are called to be the light in the world, to share the light of Jesus that comes from our heart. On my trip to Israel, I was particularly interested in this because when you get to the area of, um, when you get to the Jerusalem and Bethlehem, I was in Bethlehem and you could actually see Jerusalem in the distance, it was, it was a bit kind of, you could just see the outline of it, but the taller buildings you could definitely see. And when Jesus talks about the city on a hill, he talks about Jerusalem. And during those festivals, my imagination went into those times when they have those festivals and the temples lit. And from all around that area, you could just see this temple lit and being the light, calling people to come and worship. Over the last while, while I've been here, this light has been slowly going into our community and we've had different people. We've had 22 different people come through St. Linus's in different ways. Some come each week, some come once a month, some people that are coming here on visas and come when they're not working on a Sunday. But what, we're the light here and we're doing it very well. So thank you to everyone for your support. Thank you for all the things that you are doing to make that happen. So we need to keep that happening. We need to keep doing that in our own spaces and places. In fulfilling the Torah, Jesus notes that we are the temple of the Spirit. So we need to be that city on a hill. We need to be the city on a hill that allows the light of our hearts to go out into the world through our thoughts, words and deeds. And when we, are, when we do things, Share the spark with others. Tell them where you're getting your energy from. Because testimony is the most powerful way of other people coming to know Jesus. How you are influenced by Jesus and what Jesus has done in your life is the biggest difference that you can show anyone in the community. In the clip today, I could see how Wayne saw the light of the people he was with and how their thoughts, words and deeds 
allowed him to see the spark of the gospel and he wanted his community to have that spark. And with that spark, it's no wonder that 20 million people were coming to Jesus, were coming to God each and every time. The spark of the gospel lets the light of our Jesus shine throughout all of creation. In this light, our hearts overflow with passion for Christ and his gospel so that our lives are a daily prayer to God, revealing who Christ is and what he means to us. Let your spark, let the spark of the gospel that is in you shine to all those around you so that they might know that Jesus is with them and be overflown and have the revelation of the Messiah in their lives. Being the salt and light makes Christians distinct and peculiar in their character. Salt and light imply both heart Salt and light imply both the heart and life of faith and practice that draw an outsider to the knowledge and praise of God who has called them to be the salt of light within the world. As we renew, refresh and respond to God as a parish, let our faith and practice be about giving people every possible chance to engage with Jesus and be convicted by and nurtured by and risen into faith by the Holy Spirit. The Lord be with you.